John chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. John 15, 1 through 8. The Scripture reads, this is our Messiah speaking. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, He removes. And He prunes every branch that produces fruit, so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, produces much fruit. Because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch, and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. May Yahweh bless His word to our hearts today. Recently in our home, we have been dealing with one of our dogs being sick. And we've had a hard time figuring out what's wrong with him. We've done everything in our power. My wife is always great with that. The scripture says that a righteous person regards the life of his animal. So we've done everything in our power to get this dog well. And we've had a 50 plus year experienced veterinarian baffled to some degree about what is wrong. So it's the first time we've ever had this happen. So we've been having to give little Louie, that's the dog's name, We've been having to give little Louie shots to fight off an internal infection. And he does not like the shots. And it's heartbreaking to have to give them to him because it hurts, he yelps, he spins, he turns, and he bites, doesn't he, David? Right? But we do it. We do it for him because the shots help him. He does not understand that. I even sit there and hold him and I talk to him. And I don't think he can understand me, at least to the fullest extent. I think animals know more than we sometimes think. But I talk to him and I tell him, don't worry, Louie, we love you. We're trying to help you, buddy. Just be still. We're trying to help you. And he still fights because he doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. The other night we were giving him a shot and it tore me up. I mean, I did not like to see him thinking that we were trying to hurt him, even though we were trying to help him. I didn't like that. And a memory came up in my brain. Anybody ever have that happen? You'll do something and then a memory from way back, it'll come up to the front. The human brain is the greatest computer known to man. It is amazing the amount of information that is stored in a person's mind. But a memory came up in my brain about Elijah when he was little. He was probably, I'm not sure how exactly old he was. Tisha probably knows. He was two. And I was going to say he was under five, so he was two years old. And those of us with children know what it's like to have a little kid that's two years old, very inquisitive, uh, very curious. And it was quite the ordeal what happened to Elijah because he had busted a hole right up under his bottom lip and went through. And it wasn't just you know at the house. We were going to Olin Mills and she had him dressed up. As they say, Sunday's best. And... I wasn't there, but Tisha said somehow he leaned over 
in the stroller, in the umbrella stroller, and it somehow it busted his lip, and blood goes everywhere, and he's got this white shirt on, these dress pants, and uh, it was it was quite the ordeal. And I was at the hospital when the doctor wanted to hold his lip back together and put this special glue or adhesive on it to help bind the hole and heal the wound. And I guess it worked because there's no hole there anymore, right? Yeah. It's got a little scar. Got a little scar there. But I remember to this day, it's vivid. I remember what we had to do because Elijah, at two years old, he lost it. He was little and he did not realize what was going on. And Tisha had to leave the room and I helped the doctor wrap him up. We had to put his hands down by his side and we had to wrap him up in a sheet where only his head was showing. And we had to hold him still while the doctor put the adhesive on. And he went hysterical. And it broke my heart because I loved him and I didn't like him thinking that his dad was trying to hurt him. It broke my heart. And I was constantly saying to him, petting his head, telling him, it's okay, son, daddy's here. We're not going to hurt you. We're trying to help you, Bubba. We're trying to fix your lip. It's okay. Daddy loves you. The doctor's not going to hurt you. And he did not understand. And when it was over, we had to hold him and we had to hug him and we had to let him calm down until he knew that everything was going to be okay. So this happened with our little dog, and then I remembered about what happened many moons ago with my son Elijah, who's 17, almost 18 now, so it's been a while. And all of that made me wonder how many times in our life, how many times in my life, that that's happened to me as a grown-up spiritually. How many times in your life that it's happened to you? We're broke, we're hurt, we need help. And Yahweh knows exactly what has to happen in our life in order for us to begin to heal. But when He starts trying to help us, it hurts and we think, this is not right. This can't be right. I don't need this. I don't need to go through this. I don't need to feel these feelings. I'm right. And whatever is trying to take place to me is wrong. Yahweh's messed up. He's got this one wrong. I don't need this to happen to me right now. And we fight and we kick and we scream because we don't understand His ways just like little Elijah did not understand that we were trying to help him. I've had so many people come to me and ask me, Brother Matthew, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? It burdens my heart because I don't have the answer. And I'm not one of those pastors that tries to make up an answer. And so I just tell people I don't know. But I do know this. Yahweh is love. And Yahweh is just. And He's wise. And He knows exactly what we need. Even if we don't think that we need it. People ask me, they say, why do I need this? Why do I have to feel this pain, Brother Matthew? What's wrong with me? There are so many hurting people that have come to me. There's so many hurting people in the world, period. And we all go through things that the next person knows nothing about. Everybody does. Some things we keep to ourselves all the way to the grave, either because we may be embarrassed or we just like to be private or we don't want anyone passing strict judgment upon us because us humans are bad about that. We like to judge others instead of looking at ourselves. 
And we need to keep this in mind because I know it's hard to do, but we should always interact with everyone that we meet in the world with kindness, even if they're just a rank heathen and they're ungrateful. Um, Yeshua tells us that our Father in heaven is kind every day to people that hate Him. He wakes them up, He gives them food, He gives them a good job, a family, friends. And if our Father is like this to unbelievers, to the ungrateful and the evil, then we should do the same. You'll find that taught in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 36. Most everyone that you meet is fighting some kind of battle in their life that you do not know anything about. So it is best to always err on the side of mercy and kindness. It's always best. This world will be a lot better place if we all just took the heart to be at least a little bit more kind. Anyway, that's not my message, but my message today is where we begin in John 15. Specifically the part about the pruning, the cutting. Every branch that is attached to the vine, to the Messiah, and produces fruit. The Father, the gardener, He prunes, He cuts it back. He cuts you back. You're vibrant, you're learning, you're growing, you're fruitful. And He says... It's pruning season. It's time to cut back. You're getting too full. You're too full of yourself. You're too crowded. You need some teaching. You need some discipline. It's time to trim back the branches. And we don't get that because our brain just cannot comprehend what Yahweh sees and comprehends. He's Yahweh. Alright, so He thinks on another level, another plane than we do. We're the little two or three year old that busts our lip. And Yahweh is trying to mend it back for us and hold us still. And we fight and we kick and we scream and we move our head all around because we don't want Yahweh messing with us in that area. We don't want it. We think we're fine. We don't think we need to be pruned. We don't think we need any discipline. But a loving Father, get this in your spirit, a loving Father disciplines His children. That's a loving Father. When a child does wrong or talks back or is caught in a lie or does something at a young age and they may not even realize what they're doing is necessarily wrong, a loving father, a loving mother sees that and they take action. Loving parents don't let their children do whatever they want to do with no consequences. That's actually hating your children. But when you see them do wrong or you see them going down the wrong path, And you take action that's loving your child. It's loving your friend, loving your family. A parent that just lets their child live their life however, or lets their teenager go wherever, or hang out with whoever, does not love their child. But Yahweh's not like that. Yahweh loves His children. And He prunes you and He cuts you back when it hurts. That cutting back that hurts, He does that because He loves you. He sees part of you that needs work. He sees Jerry Kendall. Jerry Kendall is my child. He's my son. But he needs some work. Got to cut him back. Sister Vicky, she's my daughter. She needs some work. Got to cut back in this area. Got to prune back. And that goes for all of us. I feel like he's pruning me all the time. And sometimes I kick and scream. <laughs> and I wonder why this, why is this having to happen. But he's a loving father. He is not making you go through a trial or a test for no reason. 
He's not placed you in a certain situation just to sit back and not care about you. He loves you and it hurts Him to see you hurt. But sometimes what needs to happen to us hurts for a while. Sometimes you always love hurts. Sometimes we forget the exhortation. I want to turn to Hebrews. Hebrews 12. Sometimes we forget this exhortation that the author of Hebrews told us. And we'll finish out the lesson in Hebrews 12. Beginning at verses 5 through 6. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 6. It starts off by saying this And you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons, or let's say children. Sons and daughters is implied. My son, do not take Yahweh's discipline lightly or faint when you are reproved by him. For Yahweh disciplines the one he loves and punishes every son whom he receives. That's a good dad. That's a loving father. Hold still. I'm not doing this because I've given up on you. I'm not punishing you because I have thrown you away. As a matter of fact, punishment means he has not thrown you away. This is a teaching lesson, Yahweh says. This is something you need to learn. Hold still. You've got an infection. I've got the cure. You have to take this to be made whole. Verse 7 and 8. The author writes, Endure it as discipline. The Almighty is dealing with you as children. For what child is there whom a father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline which all receive, then you are illegitimate and not children. I want you to catch that. I want you to listen. It takes more than siring a baby to be a father. It takes more than just biologically producing a child, siring a child to be a dad. We've got men in this world that sleep around with women, they make babies, and then they leave town. And you see no more of them. Why? A lot of the times it's because they do not care. It doesn't matter how much someone says that they care. You know someone cares. You know that a parent cares by what they do. By their actions. So Yahweh doesn't do this to us. Oh, thank you, Father. He, Yahweh doesn't birth us and then give you a spirit and then leave town. <laughs> and give up. He is there for you all the time. In your infancy, in your elementary level, in your teenage years, I'm speaking in the Spirit. He's there. He doesn't give you life and then stop working in your life. That's, that's not Yahweh. He is a loving Father. And I'm very thankful that He is. Verses 9-10 through 10 say, Furthermore, we had natural fathers discipline us and we respected them. Shouldn't we submit even more to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time based on what seemed good to them. But He does it for our benefit so that we can share His holiness. Meditate on that last part so that we can share in His holiness. What He is doing in our lives that hurts, that pruning, that discipline, that cuts, that's painful. In the end, it will amount to us sharing in Yahweh's holiness. In other words, 
He's doing it so that He makes us more like Him. But it takes time. It's a process that takes patience and time. An old man once told me that anything good takes time, son, but anything bad is easy to do. (laughs) You want to build a good family? It takes time. You want to have a good quality marriage? It takes time. You want to build something that will last, that will stand firm when the storms of this world come raging into your life and lightning strikes and hits you where it hurts the most? Building something firm and something secure takes time. And it takes patience. It does not happen overnight. Anything that you do that is good takes time, takes effort. You can do something bad real easy. Anything good takes time. You can throw up a hut overnight. You, you can walk down an aisle. Anybody can walk down an aisle and say, I do. You can do a lot of things in a hurry. But all of the great things, all of the best things take time. And what Yahweh is doing in you as His child, as His son or His daughter, it's going to take a lot of time. But you're going to share in His holiness in the end. That's the good part. Verse 11. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. We can say amen to that. (laughs) Later on, however, it yields the fruit of peace and righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Training. I had a high school basketball coach that ran us so much in practice we would vomit. And then when we got through, he'd tell us to run what what they called them suicides. (laughs) There was a reason they called them suicides. But we would run back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and we'd get upset and we'd talk under our breath and we'd pretty much curse his name and do all that kind of stuff. But when it came time to play basketball, there wasn't but six of us. Brother Jerry's son was one of my basketball teammates and wasn't but six of us, but we could play 32 minutes straight without getting tired. Yeah, just boom. I mean, go, 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 up and down, up and down. And then we realized, oh, okay, so this is why Coach is training us, disciplining us so that we can be better ball players. And that's what training does. And, and playing ball is nothing compared to the spiritual, right? Spiritual training yields, it produces fruit. The author here says peace and righteousness is what it produces. And I know a lot of us want some peace. Amen. I know you need some peace in your life. But it takes time. You've got to go through a lot of training, a lot of discipline, a lot of pruning. And you say, how long, Brother Matthew? I don't know. A lot of us are stubborn and hard-headed, so it's probably going to take a lot of time. A lot of us need a lot of pruning, a lot of discipline, so it's probably going to take a lot of time. You're going to have to be pruned back every year, year after year. And I do believe we can get to a point in our life and in our walk when it happens again, the next time we get pruned and we just stand still because we've been pruned so much so we stand still and it hurts and we may not want it, but we eventually say, listen, not my will but Yours be done, Father. Not my will but Yours be done. And then the author here finishes in 12 and 13. This is a good part, 12 and 13. He says, Therefore strengthen your tired hands and weaken knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed instead. Anybody got tired hands and weak knees? I know you do, and Yahweh knows. He knows and He loves you, 
And it's okay to cry when you pray. When you talk to Yahweh, it's alright to cry. It's alright to ask Him, like the psalmist, How long, O Yah? How long? David prayed like that. How long? When will I be through this trial? When will this test be over? How long is this going to take? It's okay to talk to Yahweh like that. Don't curse Him. Don't blaspheme. But He knows that you're but flesh. It is okay to pray prayers like that to Yahweh. He knows. So I'm not here to be a man who answers all your questions. I wish that I could. I wish I could help everybody. But I can't. I'm not... I'm not here to tell you His purpose for your trial. It's different for different people. But what I can tell you though is this. I'll tell you this. If you're His child, He disciplines you because He loves you. And He's got a purpose. Whether or not you can see it right now, whether or not you understand it, He's got a purpose for all that pruning and all that discipline. You say, Brother Matthew, it's been a long season and I'm getting weary. Therefore, strengthen your tired hands and weakened knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated but healed instead. Yahweh is someone that cares and Yahweh is someone that loves you. He loves you. I'm going to pray and then we'll take testimonies and prayer requests. Dear Yahweh, Thank You for Your love. Thank You for being slow to anger and rich in love. Thank You for everything that You do in our lives. Help me to submit to Your will. Help us all to submit to Your will. Help us not to lean to our own understanding. Help us, Yahweh. We cannot do this alone. Help us by Your Spirit. Through Your Son, Yeshua, I pray. Amen.